So I've done I've I've done like these um the the interviews with Mario and G Monk were both using Hangout. Oh, okay, cool. And so it was really nice to be able to see the person. I think it's funny that both you and I are blocking our faces <laughs> with our mics. <laughs> For, for 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 our viewers, uh, for listeners. our listeners at home, I'm 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 just slowly moving my face, moving further and further into your. I feel like I could take a picture of that, and it would be just as good. I'm gonna do that. Hold on. All right, I'll wait right here. Turn my. Yeah, I can still see you through this screen. You're listening to the Can't Sell This podcast with your hosts Hugh Elliott and Stefan Grambart. It, it might stop my spit, but it doesn't stop my vision. Oh my god, that is so great! I'm so I'm 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 super stoked that you and I are talking tonight. This yeah, is one of those too. situations where I was like, a, I feel like there's there's opportunity for you and I to have a discussion. One about you know the episodes that you've had a chance to listen to that mm-hmm. were not you involved. So like if you're like, oh, I really liked what so and so had to say, and mm-hmm. we can, we could talk about that. And then additionally, um, did I tell you I was getting, te- I would get texts. One, I got a text from my brother, who's a listener. And he said, is Stefan not doing it anymore? And I went, well, no, he is. He's just not available right now. And it's, you know, I, I need to keep going. Okay, because, you know, your solo episodes aren't as good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hugh. No, I'm kidding. He never said they weren't as good, but he insinuated it. And part of it is that he's my brother. Yeah. And so he's he's welcome to not like what I what I do. I honestly, I mean, I haven't listened to all of them. Uh, okay. And and I will admit, and two, I have learned something about myself and my listening habits. Uh, I am a sucky listener when I am working on something. I thought, oh, I can just listen to this stuff while I'm while I'm doing my schoolwork. Right. Yeah. And one of two things happens: either I'll get to the end of the episode and and realize I cannot recall a single thing that happened in that because episode because you've been not paying attention. Exactly. Or I will get so distracted, I'll stop doing whatever it is that I'm doing, or I'll really slow down on my schoolwork. So it's yeah. just. Uh, yeah, it's become a thing where I'm like, I gotta find time to actually listen to them. So anyway, so I've been listening to them in pieces, which is what's great about <laughs> listening to it in an app because you can just pick it up when you can. And yeah. and I am jumping all over the place. So right, um, I find that I can't. I mean, that's absolutely fine because I I can't actually listen to the podcast or, sorry, I can't listen to a podcast of any sort if I'm working. Mm-hmm. So I I totally get it. It's a, it's a commute yeah thing i yeah, do for sure. I, I will listen to a podcast oh, episode i wonder i wonder if if this whole social distancing thing is going to affect podcast listening rates well i <laughs> i read a great somebody had, had retweeted uh there was a tweet that said like uh f- with all this social isolation uh remember men under 35 you do not need to start a podcast <laughs> <laughs> There's all sorts of people that are taking advantage of the fact that they're just hanging out at home and they're they're starting to do live streams, a lot right. of live streaming. And you know, I've I've thought about it, and I just can't think of what I would live stream. I mean, 
I can see the point, but the idea, I think people think that podcasts are something that you can do a little of, you know, they're like, I could, I could do a podcast about this one small subject (laughs) and then, and then three episodes in, they're just like, kind of, I have nothing else to say. Yeah. I really (laughs) only knew that much about it. eh? (laughs) So I knew 15 minutes worth of chat. Hmm. Okay. Well, I wish I hadn't paid that guy to score the episode. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit. Uh, and, and oh, sorry. Let's let's reel it back. Let's reel it back a little bit um, and, and, and admit now that we have Stefan back yes. in an episode. I'm so I'm so excited right now. <laughs> I feel like you're a recurring guest. <laughs> A returning guest. Recurring Returns. is is like you'd been on more than one, but right. it, it's been it's been a long time. And I think one of the things was in the fall uh, before you st- or sorry in the summer before you started your program, you had said like I'm going to do my best, but you know we need to be aware that this may affect my ab- ability to to record. Right. And we found out pretty quick that it really does. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, it did. Uh, I mean, let, let me. So, I don't know. Did we did we talk about what I was doing? Well, it's. I, I think I, I just don't sort know. of left that, the it show. It would be like eight episodes ago or yeah. nine episodes ago if we even discussed it. But it it has been since September. You have been uh, doing something. Yeah, I I went back to school, uh, and I did not stop working freelance. So I'm I'm essentially full time in school and full time working. And oh my god! Just trying to schedule that and make that work. Um, yeah, I went back to Ryerson University for my master's in digital media. Which and I mean, amazing! Congratulations on you. getting in, and congratulations on going through it. Yeah, it's been a really, really fantastic experience so far. Um, the cohort that I'm a part of is awesome. It's a bunch of really super people. Um, uh, you know, various ages. I think that was one of my sort of uh, concerns going into it is like, am I going to be the one really old guy in the room? Uh, right. And that's not the case at all. Um, I may be the oldest, but uh, but definitely not the, the only uh, mature student, as we like to call ourselves. <laughs> I don't know how mature I am. But... I was going to say... I... <laughs> That's no indication of maturity. Just age yeah. is not an yeah. indication no, of maturity. Not at all. Uh, but it, I, I mean, it's been a really good experience so far, um, mm-hmm. especially the people, which is which is one of the primary reasons why I went back was to sort of not network with people who are in the in- industry, but to network with students who are emerging into the industry and, and like the bright minds of the future rather than just, you know, Oh, here's another creative director from an agency that I admire that right. I can meet. You know, that's great. <laughs> you know, but it's got to be a reinvigoration of yeah. your own like thinking, right? Oh, for sure. Um, so yeah, okay. Well, th- that's and that's why. So we had a conversation where I think we had booked a, a guest, and you declined it, and I was like, "Well, we I still need to record." Yeah. And 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 we had a really sort of frank discussion where I was like, "Listen, this podcast is here whenever you want to be here, 
but if you can't, I'm still going to keep going because the podcast still has to happen. Because we, I think we both recognize that um, these things have to happen and they have to have a schedule. If they don't have a schedule, then you're just not going to do it. Exactly. Or at least I wouldn't. But I will say this, the uh, the guests that you've had and the episodes that you've done, what, what I have heard of them, uh, I'm super jealous. Oh, man. Those are, I, I really enjoyed them. Um, and, wow. I mean, there were a couple of times where I, I was just like, man, I wish I was in the room for that. <laughs> well, I mean, none of them were in a room, in the room. <laughs> Would Fair. Have been, you know, a hangout, too. I mean... Part of it is just a matter of mining old, the old network, you know, right. like mining the old speaker network. And I, I'd actually kind of hoped when you were when you'd said, "Oh, so Stefan, uh, you you just spoke at uh, FITC Amsterdam a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. two weeks ago." Yeah. And we're in the middle of social isolation with COVID nineteen. We're in the midst of it, and you just went to Europe. <laughs> oh yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a thing. That was that All, was not a whole like. Is it even going to happen? Um, yeah, but it's weird. Oh man, I was I was so shocked when I came back though that there was a barely anything going on at the airport here in Toronto. Like not a ripple, eh? Yeah, Canada Canada really ramped up last week. Yeah. So for those listening, it is um, we are recording on March eighteenth, uh, twenty twenty, and 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 Stefan was in Amsterdam about a, well two weeks ago, two weeks. I would think. You're yeah. two three, yeah, well two three, whatever. So like, yeah. um, things yeah, were I think things were already I, starting I, to go down. I think when I was there was uh, like the day that I was leaving was when I started reading more and more about. Um, in in Europe, the 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 cases in Italy, and that's when that yeah. stuff was coming to light. So amazing. Yeah. So if if this is a if this is the episode that is us discussing like the precipitous decline of Western civilization, <laughs> I am I'm so excited that we got to use the last of our internet to have this discussion. Yeah. But so I mean, I had sort of I had in, intimated to you that if you were going to be in Amsterdam, that was your opportunity. You could definitely record episodes there, but I also know what it's like to go to an FITC conference. It's very difficult to arrange things, you know? Yeah. So here's what happened with that. Um, I, I had packed stuff and then, Oh, did you? And then unpacked it the night before. Um, (laughs) Because I realized that. So, Aside from being in school full-time and working full-time, I was now also going to be at a conference for yeah. for two like days. a week, ostensibly, no, no, it's, right? it's only like, a two-day conference uh, with, an, with an additional two days of, of travel. Yeah. Um, and I had, I had an obligation to uh, the client that was uh, sending me there to, uh, you know, like, give a presentation to the best of my ability. So I, I yeah. was just like, you know what? What I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to meet the people that I need to meet and then I'm going to approach them about this afterwards and do this just like you and I are doing now. Like How's it going to work, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because I just realized where am I going to do these interviews because I'm not staying at the hotel that everyone else is staying at. Um right. And when am I going to am I going to find time to do this? Because there mm. were little times where I was like, "All right, great. Uh that was that was awesome. Great talk." 
I'm going to go back to the hotel room now and, and do about 40 minutes of work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you're still working and you still have schoolwork yeah. to do, right? So I had, I had I had papers due, man. It was crazy. I'm like, and I mean, that was the other thing. So there's just like COVID's going on. The the papers that I'm writing are about like the, the nightmare of social media. And <laughs> it was just, I'm like, dark days, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Well, you know, there the 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 opening was there is the point like that yeah. you know you've never been and it, this is to anybody who's a regular listener that that at one point or another went like hey what what's going on why isn't Stefan you know on the podcast is this is why this is mm-hmm. not a we didn't have a rift we're still getting along great yep. we just don't see each other hardly at all and we we don't speak because you're just you're just so crazy busy. But I I want to accommodate any opportunity I can to to reengage with with you because you're just one of my favorite people. Yeah, and I think maybe uh, moving forward, doing this, you know, like I think the biggest part for me is the going down to the studio is always very difficult. Uh, oh yeah, I think this sort of like in 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 our rooms in our apartments uh, is a little bit easier to tackle. For sure. I mean, in, in fairness, I now work at Queen and Sherburn, so I work like two blocks from the studio. It is zero issue for me to get right. there. But I mean, even this week, um, I I had booked uh, Haas Gifford, and he he ended up saying like, "Can we push it a week?" And I was like, "That's fine." And we were initially going to do it at the studio, and then. I texted Jeff and, and he was like, I don't know if the studio is open. Like, I don't know right. if like, they're just, they're just opting to not go in, you know? And, it, and uh, in fairness and in, in all, in all seriousness, it's a, it's a good thing. The social isolation aspect is what's going to change things for this particular virus. Um, but yeah, no, I've, I've gone in. We did an episode last week, uh, Jeff and I, uh, with, um, uh, Scott Nihill, who runs a animation studio and, and agency, and then um, and then our fiftieth episode is out on Friday, wow. and that's actually interviewing Jeff. Oh, cool! So somebody with twenty years of experience as a recording engineer who changed everything for how we record. You and I. <laughs> um, he yeah, it was it it was a good interview. And I'm 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 really excited to have that one come out because he's a, he's a he's a real swell dude. Cool man. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. That that would yeah. have been. So I have one question though. Who was who was then the the uh, going to be the audio engineer for that one? Well, it was still Jeff. Jeff set it up. We we went into the studio and then he just ran back and. No, forth? he didn't have to run back and forth. He just he just set the mics up and we sat down and he hit. Uh, I right. mean, he hit record on the on the board and then, and then walked into the the. Um, the booth with me and we sat down and had a conversation perfect yeah yeah i got some skinny on that one man i got some skinny on the old industry but i i, I gotta say like i'm you know and I, I i haven't said anything to jeff but i'm i i haven't yet listened to the episode i have to edit it tomorrow i mean tomorrow is thursday and friday is the delivery so I need to edit it tomorrow and and possibly leave stuff out because there was stuff where he was like, "Oh man, you can't you can't keep this in." I mean, one hundred percent, I'm not going to keep the stuff in that he said not to keep in. But I'm so I'm so uh, I feel like I got like inner circled. <laughs> <laughs> um. So 
that's that. So listen, did, did I, did I tell you, so do you remember the, the, the episode, one of our earliest episodes was called the general and it was about yes. a, sh- a short film idea I'd had. Yep. My brother texted me and I don't know, did I send this to you? Um, I'm just, I'm just looking, I have it on my phone. Did you know that the, uh, this will all edit to make sense, but, um, did you know <laughs> that, that there's this thing called America's Army and it is uh, a training simulation, first person shooter training simulation that was uh, developed in 2002? Did we not talk about that in the episode? No, we hadn't. We hadn't talked about it. So, I mean, this is where we can probably talk about a few different things that, that have come up since yeah. uh, a variety of episodes. Um. Yeah, I honestly was like, it's it's the the military's uh, video game that they're using for like, yeah, like well, statistical analysis of how kids shoot uh, people. In honestly, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, I had no idea. Large scale use of game technology by the U.S. government as a platform for strategic communication and recruitment. Yep. Which is the which is the entire concept? Yeah. <laughs> of my thing done in Unreal Engine three. Oh my gosh. <laughs> available on PlayStation 4. <laughs> uh, and, and Windows and, and yeah. uh, Mac OS. Oh, it's discontinued on Mac OS X. So there you go. It was subtitled Recon. I, don't, I, I didn't know that much about it. I just remember that they had a hand in, yeah. in one of those games. Amazing. Yeah. I had no idea. So I, I didn't know. My brother sent me this. The Wikipedia, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll send that to you. But... I, I couldn't believe it. It'll be part of the show notes, obviously. But but I was like, cool. oh my god, I'd never heard of this. So there's no reason for me to make that short film anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think there is actually more of a reason to make it now. You just have you have more material to pull from. I'll I'll I'll, fuck, I'll be in a black site within a month. Well, the second that thing is like <laughs> like done, I'll have a hood thrown over my head. I'll be, you know, where did you hear about this? <laughs> <laughs> It's on a Wikipedia not sure page. Why I mean, yeah, the, it was Wikipedia. I saw it on Wikipedia. We, we to, heard your podcast, you liar. We have to get this Wikipedia. <laughs> get why him in this? here. Why Talk to Wikipedia. Why are, why are they rushing? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Why is it Wikipedia? <laughs> <laughs> is Wikipedia some kind of Austrian? Oh, my God. Anyway, so that's that. And, uh, you know, I, <clears throat> I, I, I love it. I, I, I particularly like... Um, getting texts from guests or being reached out to by guests. And one of the one of the nicest things that was said to me was Brendan Dawes. At the end, said this is a real pleasure. Oh. And I was like, oh man, that's that's very cool. I love hearing what people are working on, you know. And I think that was the last episode you were involved with. Was that Ben? Yep, that was the last one. So, you I, know, I once had- in a while. That's even one I haven't even listened to that one yet. So, oh my god! Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I figured because I was there, I would listen to the ones that I hadn't been there for. So, oh, uh, yeah. Like so, so I, what, another. What another, have you been listening to then? Yeah. Well, sorry, so go ahead. No, no. Yeah. I was gonna say there's there was the one moment uh, uh, that I can think of right off the top of my head where it was the episode um, with Natalie uh, Zena Walshots. Yes. Yes, so, hench. Yeah, the hench one. So I was really, yeah. it was really fun um, listening to her talk about her book and then thinking about how 
uh, goon was going. Right. Uh, and then, um, and then when she mentioned Jairus Khan, I'm like, oh man, I know that dude. <laughs> like, oh, you would from yeah, Ottawa, yeah. man. One hundred percent, you would know Jairus. So I was like, I, want, I wonder if I know Natalie. And then I was like, starting to rack. Well, like, she's to not from Ottawa, though. So that was, was she... like after when when Jairus moved to Toronto. But anyways, it was just another yeah. another one of those connections where uh, where one of our guests happens to know somebody that I know, and and just like, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and Jairus was part of this thing that I was doing with this guy, Mike Morton, whose uh, stage name is Displacer. And Jairus, we were part of the United Electronic Audio Workers, yeah, where I did yeah. all the visuals for them. Um, yeah. It, anyways, yeah, I, I sort of have known Jairus for a while. And it, it's, it's I, I don't know him well. Like, I mean, he's he's sort of a peripheral human being to my life. So I, I, I know him well enough to be, hey, man. Yeah. And it was super cool to hear uh natalie you know, the way she spoke about him <laughs> so <laughs> you know <laughs> so you didn't know you didn't know about that connection beforehand that was something you found out in the i reporting? knew her I, I knew her boyfriend or partner was was gyrus okay. yeah all right i was aware of that but i was aware of it because she's part of this larger okay network of friends that i that i'm you know cognizant of right well well that that episode uh, was a lot of fun. I I really enjoyed the banter. I thought it was really good. Hmm. Yeah. Her her take on um. Her take on the the villain as as a as not as not the hero, but basically like a, you know, it would cost less not mm-hmm. to fight them. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. It's 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 interesting. Like I, I was saying to you that I was just watching Three Ten to Yuma and Russell Crowe's character is the he's the villain and he says to the hot to the railroad man he's like why don't you just not try to stop me it costs you more to try to stop me than it does to just let you me know, do it to yeah. just let me do it you should just like 22 robberies or whatever you call them stagecoach heists or whatever like that would cost you less i'm just like yeah and that's that was natalie's point it's mm-hmm. like you know what like you take down you take the cost of all the peripheral damage that happens to, in, a, in a huge fight generally it's not worth it you know in comparison yeah you're, you're worse off at the end of the day when the hero saves everybody yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah no that was good I mean, it, it, it definitely made me want to write some more episodes i have a third episode written of hired goon and i have like a, a a series of arcs to, or at least one arc that I'm, I'm talking to my, my wife with uh, about, because I'm like, I've, I've placed him as like a single dad that's on the dating scene, you know? So, <laughs> so there's this whole, this whole thing. And actually it's funny talking to Scott Nihill about it because Scott Nihill, part of what his thing is, and we'll, we'll hear it in the episode is he, he like, he, you know, he does grant writing and, and he finds funding for projects like, like uh, hired goon, although maybe not hired goon itself, but you know, we talked about time machine stuff, time scientist, time scientist. <laughs> hey, um, so back to the Nally episode, when yes. she when she started talking about some of the the sort of um, concepts that got her to the point of writing about Hench, where she was, you know, the the where she said, um, you know, my friends would probably take 
some kind of data entry spreadsheet job for a, a horrible corporation because right yeah you're you know you're just doing that um yeah do we ever talk about whatever linda mm, you, i'm gonna say no uh, i don't it doesn't sound familiar do you know the do you know the web series so no okay so so very quickly um I can't remember the name of the of the co-creator, but Hannah Cheeseman, uh, who plays Linda, is one of the creators. Um, it was something there was like an involvement uh, in a co- with a company that I was working with. Um, but anyway, so the point was that the show is about um, this woman that is portrayed by Hannah Cheeseman in the 1970s, who um, is like a secretary for. Um, an analog to Bernie Madoff. Okay. It's not, it's not actually Bernie Madoff, but it's, it, and the idea is that she's, the, as the secretary, she's actually the one who creates this Ponzi scheme. Okay. Right? Okay. But in a, in a kind of like, I, I, like, I'm not going to spoil it, but anyway, so. so Julian Dezotti, co-created by Hannah Cheeseman and Julian yes, Dezotti. There we go. I'm looking at the Wikipedia article. Very good. I'm looking it up. Yeah. Um, but it, at huh. the time, I know, and I remember when, when that came into the shop and we were doing some digital work and I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll just shelve my version of that idea for now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because, and then, and then when we started talking about Goon, I mean, Goon uh, 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 started off in a different place. Uh, but w- I had this idea for a, a series called I Just Work Here. Okay. Which is like okay. like the office of some it was just a corporation but it was just some kind of horrible corporation that 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 throughout the the series um everyone in the world starts to hate more and more and more and I was kind of right. looking at it from the Facebook point of view you know like mm. um but to to like the ultimate degree so it starts right, it starts sure. off at this place millennials come work here and we've got ping pong tables and hot tubs and you know you know like all the like all the wonderful joys <laughs> just make you do a spit take i'm just like ping pong tables and hot tubs i mean those are two very you know what he just keeps knocking the ping pong ball into the hot tub and i think it's becoming aggressive singularly aggressive so, he should uh, so what we've been doing is everyone's chair is being replaced by a hot tub <laughs> we have the, there's a there's a company down the road mm. called called hoots and they make these like single seat hot tubs hoots hoots.org <laughs> just like startup why, culture why? i don't know that'd be called they'd be called tubs with a z <laughs> tubs it was taken yeah. Some trolls sitting you don't on it. Don't Google that because that comes back with some nasty links, boy. I'll tell you what. <laughs> but yeah, so the we, idea is that they work at this company that that has all these like crazy, like any, you know, when people make fun of um, modern millennial companies, how for sure, you know, yeah, it's like they have rock climbing walls and stuff. So, but it yeah. has all these like uh, Disneyland type things, and it's it's the happiest place on earth to work, and. <laughs> Uh, but then the nefarious details of this company start coming to light and th- they just like internally they're just trying to keep everyone drinking the Kool-Aid. Right. But the the main cast of characters are all the ones who are sort of in the know, but they just kind of stay there. Because, yeah. hey. 401ks I, and yeah. Yeah, their yeah. benefits so, are amazing and my kid needs braces. And yeah. I'll, I'll leave next year. 
I'll leave, and you know, and that could be the thing. Every Christmas party, is they're like, so is this the year? Are you are you quitting tonight? Oh um, my God! Did you see what Trevor did? Oh. <laughs> he actually installed a trap door in his office. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I mean, yeah. I know where it is, so I know where not to stand. But oh man, every time he goes, aha! And like hits that button and the trap door opens. And that one time Clive was halfway through and he just broke a leg instead of actually going through. And (laughs) have you seen, have you seen the, the uh, super villain layer stuff on Mitchell and Webb? No, that Mitchell and Whit. I gotta send you that stuff. We'll put that in the links oh too. Oh my god, that's it, gotta they, go. In it's the like show notes. they have the guy who wants to install the trap, and and he has the 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 uh, like a contractor. Yeah, or and he's like, yeah, no, we're gonna have to like put some you know safety bars around this, and you know you you can't have the you have to have an alert that the trap door is gonna open. Yeah, they won't let that. Yeah. I mean, no, this I has got to be fire rated. So I want this wall to disappear and, <laughs> and turn into a different wall. No, we can't do that. That's a load bearing wall. I can't get that's rid of like that. the that's like the robot chicken episode with with uh, the Emperor on Star Wars and the Return of the Jedi, where they're still doing construction on the Death Star, and he's like going, "Yes, and you will be my apprentice, young Skywalker." Like all the sounds of construction. Yeah. He goes. Hold on, hold on, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hey, could you guys just stop for a second? Hey, look here, Emperor Potpourri or whatever your name is. <laughs> I'm not stopping. You know, it's, I'll have to, of course, add that too. But like, yeah. it was one of those things where the Teamsters don't give a shit. Yeah. You know, they're, they're doing their job. Yeah. You, you, you change the universe, uh, your galaxy on your time. I'll, I'll fix this on my time. Yeah. <laughs> you know? like, I want to go home to the wife and kid. Listen, my wife and my kids, they're podlings, but they're still, I still love them, ugly as they are. <laughs> I know. That's just the way it goes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, no, I don't know that, but I can't wait to edit this episode so that I can find the various things that you mentioned, because I, that's what every show notes uh, entry is, is me listening and writing a note and going, could you send me that link? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Uh-oh. Oh. You 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 coughed. Hmm. Did you see the tweet where somebody had said if you didn't if you don't say COVID-19 like come on Eileen then you do now. Huh? <laughs> COVID-19. Oh. Anyway, so. Fuck you, you god damn it. <laughs> that is now stuck in my head. Forever. It would be. Yeah, it would be. It's true. Oh, that is terrible. I love well, it. Well, I I'm actually I'm really excited that you and I are talking because this is that this is that scenario in which we can talk about a whole bunch of things. Yeah. You know. It doesn't it doesn't have to be just about um this one idea or the, or, or this other mm-hmm. thing. I I think that lo- I think that th- there's a lot that's been sort of not discussed. Do you need to cough? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you took a big deep no, uh, inhale. No, I, I, I was I was thinking about um I see you fine. Don't worry about through making way for me. Through all of this uh social distancing and you know like I mean so you know I'm I'm dealing with family who have questions about how to do this. Like this is one of the things where you know, everyone was like, oh, well, we'll just do this all online and we'll all FaceTime and we'll yeah. all do this. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, one, not not everybody can do that. That's right. Because either they, they don't have the greatest internet connection at home because they can't afford it, or they don't they understand may not it. Have a home computer, yep. as surprising as that may be. 
uh, and then they, yeah they may not understand it so um there's it's just it's it's more challenging for some people than others but then that started getting me to think about how like w- like this is you know what if this were to keep going in a, right. in a hypothetical situation what if it was like you know what this is not going to end anytime soon so we're going to extend this for the next six months and then in, right. and then it's like and now we're thinking about just we're going to keep going to like 2022 and then it just becomes a thing that is almost indefinite and right. the idea of like how would society change if we were all forced to not congregate yeah yeah it's it is a it's an excellent question i i you know um tonight would have been my newcomer edition of first next step and i canceled or i postponed it until april right. mid-april uh and somebody had said well maybe you could do an online version of it and i'm like i don't uh, don't see how that would work i'm not I'm not the primary speaker. There's, you know, whomever mm. wants to volunteer can volunteer. And so you know. I, um, yesterday had my first, uh, class in Microsoft zoom. Right. And it went surprisingly zoom. well. I, I right. was, I was a skeptic. I didn't know how it was going to work. Now I will say this. I think one of the reasons that it worked as well as it did was because, um, the the cl- we all know each other in the class it's a group of people who know each other so it's sure. a lot easier to have those online conversations even before the zoom one we did like a a voice only hangouts uh with with students and that worked very well. right right but I, i'm i'm still skept- skeptical about how or skeptic why can i not say that word S- <clears throat> skeptical double, double hard double hard c's skeptical skeptical you know, if it was a skeptical spectacle, it'd probably be harder. <laughs> <laughs> so you were skeptical of skeptical. the results yeah, well, of many people logging in. And I think it would still be more difficult to do these types of things, you know, like as, for instance, a, a pitch to a client that you haven't mm-hmm. met before. Um, but I was like, I could see people, you know, dedicating a space in their house, maybe even stand up with them uh you know like the the lights sure. and, and a good background like a any any like youtuber has as their setup right yeah you know to do their to, you know they stand in front of this thing to do their 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 meetings with with other staff or with uh, clients and then uh, and then they go back to you know pajama pants like you, you and, and g-monk were <laughs> i saying. only gotta wear a tie from my neck to my waist yeah <laughs> you know and, and i mean like and and that's and that's something that i was thinking about is maybe maybe the the point is that i'll just invite people to submit a video of them doing their pitch and then i take that video and i stream it as part of this zoom and, and somebody else had said zoom by the way they, they were like oh well zoom allows you to do a, a, a you know a heavy audience an audience heavy broadcast as opposed to google hangouts which has a limit of attachments right Mm -hmm. or connections like 10 or something yeah and then the other part of it um as i'm thinking about this hypothetical system you know like Mm -hmm. what what are the uh downsides like i mean uh, apart from the obvious ones you know how like like what then happens to authenticity? 
Right. You know, I yeah. mean, I, this is be, be basically because of my um, master's program and, you know, like some of the projects that I've been um, simmering during this time. Uh, sure. Have dealt a lot with uh, the this idea of authenticity and what happens to authenticity online. Um, and uh, I, I just, I feel like if everything we did was remote and was barely ever in contact with other human beings, would there be all of a sudden a, a lack of ability to discern what is and what isn't authentic? Right. Well, in, in an age of people yelling fake news yeah. to anything that they don't agree with, um, it was interesting. Somebody had posted on Facebook, and they're, they're obviously a liberal person, and, and they, they said it was something to the effect of, you know, watching Trump go from saying that the pandemic isn't real, that it's all fake news, to saying it is real, you know, is it's amazing to watch in real time. And I'd said, well, you can't provide bailouts to corporations if you still say something's a hoax. Mm -hmm. And one of his friends who's a conservative, and I've seen his comments before, was like, oh, you would say that. And I'm like, oh, okay. I mean you're watching this happen. Like there's this whole thing where I'm not making this shit up. This is, you're watching it happen in real time. So you can see the reactions of people that are essentially groomed to believe the thing that they're being told without any type of discernment. And you, and you just go, well, shit, dude, you know, you, <laughs> I can't make you vote in your best interest. I can't make you want healthcare. Do you know what I mean? Because yep. you believe you're one good idea away from being a billionaire. And when you're a billionaire, you want all the safety nets that are in place for billionaires. It's one of the most frustrating things to watch. You know, you're like when, when they dismantle healthcare in Ontario and then Doug Ford goes, Oh, state of emergency. And then we, we get all the healthcare we possibly need. We're like, well, it's, just because we our healthcare system runs at capacity at all times. You know, there's a reason we're doing what we're doing is because we don't want to inundate our health system with people that are yeah. just feeling not good, but will survive the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And just mi mitigation, obviously, right? Yeah, mitigation. <clears throat> I don't know. It's, it's, it's a frustrating place to be, I think, to be a liberal in a to be a well-connected liberal, you know, where you're watching stupidity run rampant. <laughs> it is one of the interesting things about like having, having spent a year at Ryerson. Yeah. There, there is a, it, it's almost like a socially required norm to be better informed than the average person. Do you know what I mean? 100%. University Universities spend an awful lot of time making sure that their students and their faculty are informed. No one at a university that I talked to ever sounded stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think that there's still that that difference of opinion and difference of, of, of viewpoints but they know to have them. They know yeah. how to have a difference of opinion. It doesn't mm -hmm. become a shutdown of the entire conversation. Exactly. 
And I mean, I would I would say that that's not. Um, it's par for the course, but it may not be for that. That is, in every case, that sure the truth. Um, but you know, you will always have people that are just using their soapbox to get their message across, whether they believe, like whether it's it's well researched or not. Yeah, you know? for sure. <clears throat> so, do you feel that um, as part of your master's program, are you? Are you are you finding you're coming up with more ideas now? Like you know, we we we'd had happen with can't sell this, and the reason we had veered away into interviews was we realized that we couldn't just keep churning out things, right? So have you have you sort of as part of the master's program have you gone like, oh man, I still have a ton of ideas? Yeah, it, definitely, and I think that. Um a lot of that has to do with just like the ridiculously stimulating conversations that I've had uh, in and out of class. So like class discussions about some pretty heavy topics and just mm-hmm. getting a bunch of different people's viewpoints. And I realized that how important that is, especially since um, like, let me uh, to understand this. You have to understand that at the current place that the masters of digital media program is at, it's not part of any one faculty Right. Uh, it doesn't fall under uh, one of the other faculty. That's changing next year. But um, okay. Um, and I don't think it'll change the nature of this, which is what why one of the reasons that when they asked us if we were okay with it, we kind of agreed. But um, you have people who are designers. You have people who are um, uh, uh, engineers. We have classes with people from architecture. It, it's it's multidisciplinary. Not there's right. there's not a single code. Well, no, that's not true. There are only <laughs> only I think three uh, coders in the program. Okay, right. So they're not. It's not like it's oh we're all in digital media and we all do digital media things and we're all designers or we're all coders. It's it's just very um, spread out. Right, the disciplines that people are coming from, which is fantastic, because when we have those conversations, you get these viewpoint points from people that have a, a, a common uh, tentpole to, to sort of congregate around, which is the idea of digital media and how it, it impacts our lives. But yeah. they come at it from different angles, so we're always getting really, really interesting conversations going, and people's ideas are getting shot down, or people's viewpoints are getting challenged. Uh, and, and including my own, but in a, in a very safe and uh, respectful way, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, like the latest debate I had was with uh, uh, another student who um, I have a lot of respect for, and and we we had a debate about um, the value of uh, YouTube or social media influencers, YouTube and social media. Right. Okay. Sure. And. Um, you, you know, and the one of the points that was made was that, you know, in North America, the number one job that kids want when they grow up is to be a YouTube star. Yep. And, you know, as opposed to astronaut. <laughs> you know, <and laughs> well, you people, don't got to know math to be a YouTube star. You just got to pe- cash people, the check, yo. And then people are like, oh, that's sad. You know, that's sad that people don't, that, that kids aren't growing up with aspirations to do these things that, that have value. And then the question was, well, does is being an influencer not have any value? And how is that different from being an actor or musician? And so then the debate turned to, into, um, well, 
are, is YouTube influencer a YouTube content creator or is it someone who has influence on YouTube? Because if it's someone who has influence on YouTube, which is what I, or on, on, in social media, which is what I take the term YouTube influencer or social media influencer to mean. Right, right. right. It has nothing to do but the content they create, but more about the number of followers they have. And entirely, that, entirely. So that is, it's less about saying, oh, that's like saying, you know, like kids want to be YouTube influencers just like they wanted to be actors or musicians. And I'm like, no, it's more like kids want to be YouTube influencers like they wanted to be celebrities. Or, that's entirely it. Right. I, you know, it's interesting because, because when you think about um, what makes an influencer, depending on what branch of what you're looking at, but Honestly, in a lot of situations, someone with a hundred thousand followers just has a nice ass, and you're just like, okay, well, you sh- you've definitely wear a bikini in lots of situations, and good for you. But it doesn't make you any. You're not. It's it's a faux celebrity that exists. Oh, yeah. The mean, difference between an actor and a musician, and a an influencer who is essentially just saying mindfulness is wellness, mm. and wellness mm-hmm. is mindfulness, is. There's a talent inherent in being an actor and a musician. Mm-hmm. There is just the happenstance that you happen to be hot. Do you know that the, the fastest route to becoming uh, an influencer on social media is to be a contestant Squats. on a reality TV show? <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. If you are a contestant <laughs> on a reality say. TV show, you will instantly have the follower base. Certain it's tens insane. of thousands of whatever followers. Anyway, so so the, <clears throat> the discussion sort of led to this point where I said, I think that we both have a difference of opinion on what it means to be an influencer, right? Uh, I'm, I'm focusing on the fact that I think that these... you, Sorry. I'm focusing on the fact that I think that these um, kids are only interested in the celebrity or the, the fame, you know... Uh, yeah. But yeah. then, then the issue became so. But what's the currency then? The currency is popularity or influence. Mm-hmm. And the thing I found so weird about this is, uh, like, one of the the discussion that went into what if, what if we got rid of, um, like, we were in a post scarcity society. So there, you don't you don't have to pay for anything. All your needs are, um, met. You know, basic income, right. housing food you will have what you need to survive uh-huh, the only yeah. the only difference in uh, is that if you have more likes and followers then you get more stuff well, isn't that just like black mirror isn't that yeah the... well it, it was it definitely had a very well jesus my whole year has felt like a black mirror episode <laughs> it's just like whole, it's just mental the stuff that we've been discussing right but like my professor said, by the time you get to Christmas, you should realize that you will have a general sense of unease for technology in the future. All of it, all of it. It's like listening to Cory Doctorow talk. You know, yeah. you're like, oh my god. And it's I don't but want it's not even like like our professor says. Like, I'm not even down on technology. I just I'm just cognizant. I'm aware of the fact that you know there are a lot of issues that we haven't talked about or considered, yeah. and um, like. We had this discussion, and I'm bouncing all over the place here, but we had this discussion about sci-fi and how science fiction literature was really like our way to get used to ideas. We we have had hundreds of stories about artificial intelligence and what that means to the sure. human race, right? 
Yep. Yeah, but we haven't had any about social media, or we have, but it's just like the number of stories we've had about social media came out so close to social media exploding that yeah. it wasn't enough time for us to really, um, you know, chew on the, the the facts and the and the implications of this this new thing. Yeah, right? I mean, you can you can look at the difference between um, the United Federation of Planets. And that's a, you know, militaristic peace trying to find organization and by and large, you know, from Wally, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is essentially they've completely decimated the planet because they love the rampant consumerism. And what do they do? They put people on beautiful ships and throw them up into space and let some robots clean it up, you know? Or like the Wayland Corporation mm-hmm. from Aliens. The idea that this corporation essentially has its own military branch. And, you know, it, when they talk about Marines and stuff like that, like those Marines are at the behest of the corporation, you know? And it's like, it's such a funny... <clears throat> you know, trip into, into the future where you're, where none of it should make you feel good. You know, none of it. I mean, even the United Federation of Planets is a military organization and they're the ones going out and going, look, we'll totally make peace with you if you want to make peace. But if you don't, we'll fuck you up and we'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not as obviously well read as you. But no, that is that is exactly how Star Trek. Every episode of Star Trek went. It's how it starts. Picard. Hey, hey, listen. I'll fuck you up. I will fuck you up. You know what? The Romulans and me, thick as thieves until we're not, and then I'll fuck them up. Wasn't that what Star Trek Nemesis was? (laughs) (laughs) The movie with Tom Hardy as as Picard's clone. Yeah, just just fuck them up. Have you have you watched any of the uh, CBS All Access uh, Pickard? Picard? Pickard. Pickard. Yeah. yeah, I've watched. Uh, I am on episode three or four. I can't remember. Yeah, I think I got through two. It's fine. It's fine. You need to really have been a Star Wars or Star Wars, excuse me. You needed to have been a Star Trek fan to begin with, and you needed to really have liked the next generation. Yeah, I just to 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 really dig it. I'm sort of not sold on it, and I feel bad that I'm not sold on it because I was a next generation guy. But you know, I don't know. Every time they talk about Sims synths or whatever yeah you know what it's like the batman of star trek yeah like what happens just blow, we're gonna blow, blew that guy up you know <laughs> what the like, fuck are you t- <laughs> if you watch next generation you have this what essentially looks like a, a hilton hotel in space like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you have your like one and done episodes you have like kids running around anyways yeah it's just yeah i just like wow the tone is very different and i mean i guess audiences change yeah, maybe they want. And I, that. I mean, I, I, I really okay. like um, Patrick Stewart. Uh, I think he's just a fantastic actor, and I think they've done a a good job. <clears throat> I, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm not. Every time someone says like, "Oh my god, Episode Seven, Picard," I've lost my mind. You know, you're like. Yeah. Okay, I mean, maybe you and I are watching a different show. Like, maybe yeah. I'm watching something else. I watched. 
<clears throat> so I'm doing a daily post on Facebook, which is like the, hey, we're all scared. Watch this. And it's a movie recommendation. Okay. And so like uh, today was um, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh, cool. You know, and Monday was Jojo Rabbit. And I can't remember Still what Tuesday was. You know, it's interesting because like someone commented there, I said, it's a, it's an excellent, it really is an excellent film. Like, so if you, if you really want to watch a a great film has a lot of Wes Anderson vibes to it. Uh, Taika Waititi is, is a fantastic director and, and he, he wrote a, he wrote a great screenplay adaptation of the book, but a, a friend of mine who is Jewish said, you know, my kids, we watched it, and now they're all kind of into Nazis, and I needed to explain the dozen or so mm. family members that were murdered by mm. the people that they think are kind of awesome, you know? And I'm like, yeah, that is the problematic part of making a joke of the Nazis, you know? And yeah, and that's all I could say was like, yeah, no, man, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what the second movie was, but it was Jojo Rabbit. Oh, it was Won't You Be My Neighbor, the documentary about uh, Mr. Rogers. Oh, right. So I think as, as the week progresses and as I want to put a new movie up, I have to think really hard about it because what I actually watched last night was not Fantastic Mr. Fox. It was the Mark Wahlberg Netflix produced movie called Spencer Confidential. <laughs> Which is, <laughs> garbage, believe... Super garbage. I mean, like it is... But isn't it, isn't it Spencer for Hire? Isn't it like a remake of Spencer for Hire? Holy shit. Is that true? Well... I just I watched the trailer. I'm like, this is Spencer for hire. I didn't realize that at all. Like it was, he was a former cop that was in the Slammer, and he he you know was let go. He got out after five years. Uh, Post Malone was in the opening scene uh, as a con, and I'm like, you just pick Post Malone because he's tall and he's got face tattoos, and it's like that's why he looks bad, you know. But it's just because he had right. shitty face tattoos. Mm-hmm. He's a prisoner. Is it Spencer for Hire? Are you looking it up? Yeah, I'm looking it up. So Spencer for Hire is an American crime drama series based on Robert B. Parker's Spencer novels. The series developed for TV by John Wilder and starring Robert Urich was broadcast. Robert Urich. So it's like uh, mid-80s. Yeah, yeah. Mid to late 80s. Oh, no. I, I, can, I can remember Spencer for Hire. I yeah. don't remember it in trying to remember. You know, detail. And there's a character named Hawk. Avery Brooks. Holy shit! There is a hawk in this. Yeah, it's 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 the guy who plays the 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 ape king in uh, Black Panther. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can't remember that guy's name. Sorry. Uh, I can look it up because the other connection here is that um, Hawk in the uh, '80s series was played by Avery Brooks, who was Benjamin Sisko on Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. Stop. You know who else is in in Spencer Confidential is Bokeem Woodbine, and Bokeem Woodbine is Mark Wahlberg's co-star in The Big Hit. Huh. Yeah. So I'm definitely putting a bunch of trailers on <laughs> on this show notes. Do not do not put up this trailer. But the the last movie that I got to watch, and I use that term loosely, was uh, the Six Underground. Oh Lord! It is an awful, awful <laughs> movie. Yeah, I watched that too. It was, it was, uh, it was. You know, I've decided that every Ryan Reynolds movie from I don't even know 
every Ryan Reynolds movie in general is just Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds and then writing a movie around him. You could you could rename them all Van Wilder something. Van Wilder the Wildest. Yeah. Van, Van Wilder, Wilder's Wild Bunch. Covert Ops. Van Wilder yeah. Super <laughs> Assassin. <laughs> And it's just Deadpool. And no, it just, it's, it's, it's Van Wilder. Yeah, it's Van Wilder. I mean, I really like Deadpool. I thought yeah. the Deadpool movies were great. He's obviously built for that role, but yeah, I think we're gonna try to do this more, more yes. where we'll we'll sneak you in. Yes, and I think potentially um, once this semester is over, which is the first week of April, I go oh. to a much reduced class load. And uh, I want to start picking this back up again. So this is me saying, you know, we've got another month or so. Uh, I think we should keep doing these. And then then I'm back in the game, baby. Cool, cool, cool. Like, the other thing is that if you want to, like, do a follow-up with anybody that's been a guest, we could probably make that happen. Um, So if if you've listened to an episode and said, like, oh, man, I'd really love to get so-and-so back let's get them back let's do a follow-up with with whomever it is that you feel you'd you'd like to get uh back on the air we'll give it some time for sure i think uh, cool try to get some new guests in there as well and then and then uh, do some return visits i think that's a great idea (sighs) stefan i am so pleased to be able to speak to you one more time it's been great hugh i'm glad to be able to do this again (laughs) we will we're gonna make it happen I love you, buddy. Love you too, bud. Take it easy. This episode of Can't Sell This was produced in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. All creative content contained in this episode is copyright Stefan Grambart and Hugh Elliott. Intro voice by Jeff Wright. Intro music track is Energy by Not Of from their 2015 album Peak. Questions or comments can be sent to admin at can'tsellthispodcast.com. Any other information can be found at can'tsellthispodcast.com. Mm-hmm.